In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God. Amen. In the familiar passage of today's Gospel reading, the Good Samaritan, regarding the Good Samaritan, rather, our Lord Jesus Christ encounters a lawyer who is attempting to find fault with our Lord's teaching by asking the question, What shall I do to inherit eternal life? It's a good question, isn't it? A question that we all should be concerned with. So the Lord forces the lawyer to answer his own question with the words of Deuteronomy and Leviticus in the Old Testament. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength, and your neighbor as yourself, and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. If this young lawyer had been genuinely seeking salvation, he would have responded in humility and piety to the Lord's statement on the requirements of salvation. I mean, after all, love God with everything in you and love your neighbor as yourself. You want to experience eternal life? This is what the giver of life requires. It is not really complicated. You should love God because he made you out of nothing and has showered you with incalculable blessings. He is your very life and has left nothing undone that you might inherit, inherit eternal life. One thing about an inheritance is that more often than not, it is something left to us by a loved one as a gift. Generally speaking, inheritance is not based on merit. This analogy can break down in certain circumstances, but for the most part, we do not earn any inheritance that might come our way. An inheritance is an act of love, an act of grace, an act of mercy, extended to us by someone who loves us. And when we speak of inheriting eternal life, we are referring to a gift, not something that we deserve. And so the self-righteous lawyer, seeking to justify himself, asked the Lord, Who is my neighbor? Our Lord answered this question with the parable about a man who was attacked by robbers and badly beaten. Both a priest and a Levite came across this man, but ignored his plight. But a Samaritan, and all Samaritans were despised by the Jews, as we know, a Samaritan understood something that neither the priest nor the Levite understood. Our neighbor, our neighbor is anyone in need, uh, who is, is in need, is anyone in need of compassion and mercy whom God brings across our path in our daily lives. That's who your neighbor is. The Samaritan tended to the poor man's wounds, took him to an inn and made arrangements for his care, taking full responsibility for his welfare. Can you imagine? We must understand that the Old Testament, in order to protect the chosen nation of Israel from evil influence, uh, clear distinctions were set up between the Jews and all other people. The Hebrew understanding of the question, who is my neighbor, 
was strictly limited to one's fellow Jews. The lawyer seemed to be afraid that he would show he would be showing compassion to the wrong kind of people. Furthermore, the Lord Jesus Christ teaches this misguided Jewish lawyer that rather than splitting hairs over who one's neighbor is, he should instead be focused on becoming a neighbor. Becoming a neighbor to the one who needs help. This is what the virtues of mercy and compassion are all about. Rather than selectively scrutinizing whether or not someone is one's neighbor, one must look at one's own heart. If we look for the image of God in every person we encounter in our daily lives, we will not have any confusion over to whom we must be ready to show compassion and mercy. Our epistle reading today from Hebrews takes this a step further. On a different plane, our Lord himself can be seen as the good Samaritan. He pours wine and oil on the human race and makes himself the neighbor of every man. He is not ashamed to be associated with us. Imagine that. He ministers to our wounds and intercedes for us in the true heavenly holy of holies, granting his grace and forgiveness to us with the full expectation that we will do the same and pass the same on to those he brings into our lives, whether they be for a minute, an hour, a day, or a lifetime. He who has been given much in the way of mercy must pass that same mercy on to others, no matter who they are or where they come from. We, as St. Paul so beautifully expresses, we, my friends, are ambassadors for Jesus Christ, carrying within our hearts gratitude for His mercy toward us. That's what should prompt everything that we do in representing Him as an ambassador of Christ to those with whom we interact. And if you wake up one day and realize that you're not thankful to God for all of this, the answer is very simple. It's very direct. Repent. Turn away from that, that attitude. Back to God with a thankful heart. Acknowledging what He's done for you. Operating from that as we walk through this life and this world that is so full of pain and suffering. To that world, he calls you and I to become icons of his healing mercy and compassion through the joy of serving those that need help and need comfort. May by the grace of God, we be up for that. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. One God. Amen.